This is the Book Marketing Action Podcast, and I'm Becky Robinson. Since 2012, my team and I have partnered with more than 100 authors to launch more than 130 business books. On this podcast, I'll share the best insights and actionable ideas from our work so that you can implement sustainable activities to reach your goals for your book. Whether you're a seasoned author looking to breathe new life into your book or someone who dreams of writing a book someday, this podcast will help you be more successful in getting results as an author. Hello, everyone. This is Becky Robinson. Welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. And I'm having a lot of fun today. I'm so excited to get to welcome my old friend and one of the most well-known leadership bloggers out there, Dan Rockwell, also known as Leadership Freak. Welcome, Dan. Thank you, Becky. It's a pleasure to be here. Before we get started, Dan, could you tell our listeners who potentially haven't read your blog yet about your work in the world and about why it matters to you? I guess I'm most well-known for the blog, which I write five days a week now and have for the last 10 years. And that's a big part of my work. Another part of my work would be coaching leaders, speaking in at conferences and to companies, leading workshops, that type of thing. Wonderful. Dan, let's not brush over this. You just said that you've written a leadership blog five days a week for 10 years. Now, at one time, weren't you doing it seven days a week? I have done it seven days a week. I've been through a period where I actually wrote twice a day for a while. I've written a lot. I don't. There, I think there are over 4,000 articles out there. I Don't quote me. Well, and there's something else that's unique about your articles, Dan. Do you want to talk about the promise you make about each post? If you're talking about the length, the 300 words or... I used to say 300 words or less, and then the grammar Nazis got after me, and it's actually 300 words or fewer. That's the proper grammar. So... I'm right at 300 words, not counting the question, or if there's a bio at the end or extra material, but the blog itself is 300 words or fewer. Wow. So that is mind-blowing to me, Dan. And so I'm curious, in light of that, you've written over 4,000 articles on leadership. So as a result, I would make the assumption that you would consider yourself a thought leader. So Dan, do you consider yourself a thought leader? And if so, what does that mean to you? Yeah, that feels really awkward. And I I don't really think of myself as a thought leader. I think that's something other people can decide. I think of myself really as a, I view the world through the lens of development and growth. And that's my passion. So I put that material out there for people and hopefully they, I'm growing and hopefully they grow with me. And if they think I'm a thought leader, then I will smile and say, thank you and keep on writing. But Dan, will you tell me a little bit, and of course, I know about this because I've known you since the beginning, but could you tell our listeners a bit about your journey and how you got started blogging, what motivated you to start, and what has motivated you to continue? Yeah, so I thanks for asking that question. It's been, it has been a long time, and I don't know, 10 years, maybe when I was younger was a long time. Now, it doesn't seem like that long at all. If you know what I'm saying. So anyway, I got my MBA late in life and I got interested in leadership and I realized I've been in leading all my life. I was captain of the basketball team. I was the president of the senior class, blah, blah, blah. I was, I think because I was taller than most people, 
especially during the younger days. In first grade, right, the picture of a first grade class goes like this, and then there's Danny at the top. (laughs) He's like head and shoulders is taller than everybody else, which I think might have helped. I don't know. But anyway, I realized I thought I was a leader, but I really wasn't, and I, I was terrible at it. So I got interested and made a commitment to five days a week just because I was interested in this topic and for a year, made a commitment to, to write five days a week for a year. And if it got traction, I thought, you'll keep going. And the rest is history. It did get traction. I'm thankful for that. So thankful. And I've been writing ever since. Which, by the way, Becky, I don't know if you know this, I never wrote anything before except for like contracts for the college where I worked, papers and courses that I took. But I'd never written anything before that. so Yeah, I did not know that, Dan. <laughs> That's an interesting fact. I meet a lot of aspiring authors or authors who have never embarked on the journey of blogging, and they're quite intimidated by blogging. What would you say to them in terms of how to get started or simplifying some of the overwhelm associated with crafting a blog post? Sure. First of all, I, book authors try to write books online, and that just doesn't work. They're too wordy. The sentences are too long. The paragraphs are too long. From I'm speaking for myself, all right? If other people like long blog posts, then that's great. So I think that the hard thing about authors writing blogs is you have to kill your, they call, call it killing your babies. In other words, you have all this material, and you have to like start hacking it away. I got five or 600 words, and I got to get that down to 300 words. And there's this precious little baby there, this nice little nugget of thought, and boom, he's off to the orphanage. He's done. He's gone. (laughs) You have to be brutal with that. And I think authors tend to soften their message a bit because they're you can't interact with your audience through a book. So you have to cover all the bases. But when you're writing a blog, somebody might say, hey, you forgot this, or what about that, or I disagree with this. And for me, that's fantastic. So I know part of your strategy, Dan, is keeping the post short to allow for something else for someone to add. Yes, absolutely. Don't try to say everything. Just say the things that are most, speak to you, that are you know most relevant for you. I write to myself almost every day. I'm still writing to myself and have been for 10 years. Occasionally, I will think of someone else, but I'm still writing to myself. And talk about what that process is like for you. You're writing five days a week. So are you writing ahead? Are you writing in the moment? What's your daily routine like with producing the blog? Yeah, I sure wish I could write ahead. That would be great. Occasionally, I do. Occasionally. Like if I'm going to go on vacation for a couple of weeks, I try to get them out there. Or I get some guest posts because I'm terrible, terrible at writing ahead. I want to write with a certain sense of urgency. And it's hard for me to write with that urgency and think that's going to be next Friday. Or So I have changed a little bit. Used to be every post was written that morning. And now I'll start a post and I have a file now, just hundreds of like first paragraphs, first sentences. I'll start a post. And if it's a good day, the night before or the day before, I would have composed a rough draft. And then I'll get up in the morning and probably change it significantly. My wife will then edit it, look for grammar problems and things, and we'll get it out there at 6.47. 6.47. So you never get a chance to sleep in, huh, Dan? I'm a morning person, so it doesn't bother me. 
let's talk about this value that you obviously have of consistency. Who or what has influenced that in you, Dan? So thanks for asking that question, because it makes me think about some of the people who've made such a big difference in my life. And I hope everybody listening has that cadre of people who have made a difference. My dad was a quiet, introvert, hardest working, smartest guy I ever knew, loved books. And we lived on a dairy farm. That's the world of consistency there. You got to milk the cows every morning, every night. And he was Mr. Consistency. He was just amazing. And I, I really aspire still, he's passed away, but I really still feel his influence in my life. And I'm so thankful for it. I love that kind of paradigm of we have to milk the cows every morning and every night. That isn't something you can work ahead to do. It's something that you have to do every day. It's true. It's true. And I always, I, it's the worst part of dairy farming. I, I make fun of audiences. I'll ask them, are there any dairy farmers in the audience? And I'll say, I was a dairy farmer from Maine. And I'll say, we're the dumbest farmers. The smart farmers don't have to be there every day. They mm-hmm. grow crops and they grow beef or whatever. Yeah, it was a great life for a kid. And it did teach me to go, you got to go do your chores. Go do your, it doesn't matter how you feel. Say, I don't, I'm not feeling it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I wonder what type of crossover there could be for those of us who don't have that unique experience of having been a dairy farmer. So I try to think about what am I consistent to do? You know what? I brew a cup of coffee every morning, Dan. I don't have to work at it. I get up and I brew myself a cup of coffee and then I drink it. (laughs) Absolutely. You make me think about rituals and uh, rituals or habits are those things that are so uh, valuable. Uh, And I think especially during tough times, pandemic, rituals is a point of stability. And just a small ritual makes a huge difference. I started in November. This is my gratitude journal. (laughs) It's a notepad from our insurance company. And I just set it on the side of my desk. And once a day in the morning, first thing before I do anything on my computer, I write one thing. And it's a point of consistency that brings uh, stability and focus in my life. Yeah, that's an amazing new habit that you're creating, Dan. So do you have any tricks apart from commitment that keep you consistent and showing up with valuable content? But I remember being asked early on what was motivating me. And there is a fear component. The fear component is the fear of not mattering in life. And I know this probably doesn't sound very noble. And maybe what people can do is shift that into how do I view my day as an opportunity to matter to others? It doesn't have to be a fear thing. But at least at that stage, there was a concern, a fear about not mattering as much as I could. And I honestly believe that was a big part of the motivation. I think the motivation today is a little different in that I definitely enjoy the affirmation I get. It feels good to have people send me an email and say, I really love that post. It hit me right at the right time. And that's a little that's a little splash of gas in the tank. That helps. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for that too. That helps. It, it certainly does. So Dan, anything else you want to share with our listeners today about why consistency is so important to your success and impact in the world? 
I think one of the reasons Leadership Freak has worked is I am consistent and people know exactly what to expect. I'm, I'm writing something that is the same thing every day uh, on the same topic and I'm writing consistently. And I think that helps. Get your stuff out there. Stuff that speaks to you. Just get it out there. You know, see what happens. And some people, they're going to be some weird people who enjoy what you are interested in. Not everybody, but there are going to be some people who do. And that's fantastic. Maybe as we wrap up our conversation, Dan, you could share a couple of highlights for you on the journey, because you did mention that part of what keeps you going, helps you be consistent, is seeing the way that you are making a difference for people. And whether it's an email that you receive or some new work that comes your way, what two or three things, Dan, over the last decade have been most meaningful to you as a a person and a professional as a result of your consistent presence with blogging? The first thing that comes to mind, Becky, is the first invitation I got to go speak. I, I enjoy speaking. It terrifies me. My stomach hurts before I speak. But once we get going, it feels great. And I love the interaction with the audience. So I had written for a year and a half, not really with the goal that it was a business or that I would be speaking. And I got my first invitation to go to Arkansas, where I ate etouffee for the first time. So if you haven't been down in the South very much, etouffee is just standard. And that was exciting. And I said to my wife, I said, we could actually make money doing this. And uh, <laughs> she laughed and uh, whatever. And that, uh, that was a, a, a great moment. More recently, I, I got to speak to the National Institute of Health, where they're all working on the coronavirus thing and all that. I was actually scheduled to go in person, but ended up being a virtual presentation. It was an honor to speak to them. That's just a great thing. I'm so thankful for it. That's amazing. Dan, thank you so much for investing some of your time with me to talk about the value and importance of consistency. And I think one thing that's going to stay with me is this idea that the cows have to be milked every morning and every night. <laughs> and uh, that's a really powerful takeaway. So thank you for that, Dan. One of the things that we always do on the Book Marketing Action Podcast is we leave our listeners with a couple of action steps, items that they can implement today in growing their thought leadership and marketing their books more effectively. And what stands out to me from what you've said, Dan, is this idea that there are habits or rituals that we already have in our lives. So I would say to those who are listening today, one action step you might take is think about what are the things that you are consistently doing. Then consider the impact that you want to have, how you want to matter to people. And consider an experiment. Dan mentioned that he started blogging five days a week for a year, and that was his initial commitment. So what initial commitment to consistent creation of value can you make today? So that's action step number one. Identify something that you can do to be consistent and add value. Let's think of another action step, Dan. Action step number two. And that might be to experiment with writing a blog post if you've never done it before. And Dan mentioned that one of the things that you have to be ready to do is to kill the baby, which means really narrowing down, sharpening your focus, writing shorter sentences, being clear and direct. So I would encourage anyone who's listening today to try to write a 300-word blog post the way Dan does. And if you do that, I would love for you to send it to me. I am Becky at weavinginfluence.com. And if you try this action step and write a 300-word blog post, I'd love to read it. 
So that wraps up today's episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. But we also want to quickly give Dan a chance to let you know how you can learn more about him and his work. And Dan told me in the uh, setup before we started recording that he may have a book coming out this year. So Dan, why don't you let folks know how they can stay connected with you and your journey? So if you go to Google and type in Leadership Freak, you'll probably find me. I think that's about the only, I'm the only one so far. I shouldn't brag about that. And my email address is dan at leadershipfreak.com. Thanks so much. And we'll make sure that the links to Dan's blog are in the show notes. I happened to catch a video that Dan has on his URL this morning about finding your tennis ball, which was really encouraging and inspiring. So we'll put the link to that video in the show notes as well. So you can see Dan in action. Dan, I am so grateful for your friendship and support and collaboration over the years. And again, thank you for being with me today. Thank you, Becky. You were there at the very beginning for me, and I'm so glad that there's been this long journey of adding value to as many people as we can together. So thanks for that. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. If you're looking for hands-on help to market your book or have a question you'd like to hear me answer here, please email me, becky at weavinginfluence.com. 